Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's a game night at Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oilers and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, there are still are some tickets available. You can visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information on that front. It's also a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet Spec for the horses in horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, Brendan Escott's going to be a popular guy tonight because he's bringing down the Japanese village gift certificates that uh, Don dropped off while I was away for a, a few weeks there. Uh, Japanese Village, open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. As we go back on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement, bet on it, open 24-7. And we re-engage Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Live standard bread racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. All right, back so so wait wait hang on a sec hang on how many japanese village gift certificates for like carson susie oh i would probably uh, <laughs> i'm a big carson susie fan i think i probably like i think carson susie is almost the perfect third pairing defenseman because he can play both sides he's got some size he's got some ranginess he's not super tough but he's tough enough like he's not as he's not as tough as jared tenorti who wasn't as tough as mark tenorti but Carson Susie has a little bit of bite in his game, and he's got a, decept- yep. a deceptive shot. I like Carson Susie. I My guess as to what's happened uh, with – like, he wasn't playing at the start of the year. And, and then they started playing him, and then if you sit there and go and look at the advanced analytics, it looks like he plays pretty well when he plays 17 minutes a game. And if you look at the Edmonton Oilers' defense right now, you got Nurse playing 26. You got Keith playing 20. It's pretty clear Keith can handle 20 minutes a game, which you and me both thought when that trade came down. We both yeah. thought, you know what, this guy can handle. I mean, he doesn't have to play 24 here. He just has to play 20. So they need a guy that can come in and play 16 and 17. It's probably not a rookie, right? It's probably a little bit – like, you you tell me. Like, Broberg's looked okay the last few games, but in a perfect world – would you maybe want a little bit different type of D just for the back half of the season or for the final, for the stretch run? What do you think? Yeah, you need the orders. The, the thing they need to supplement here, to put it in layman's terms, is they got to get back a little of what they lost with Adam Larson, right? They need a little net front presence in their own end. They need someone who can stop a cycle a little bit better. They need some size and some strength and someone who can command the front of his net. That, to me, a kill a penalty, obviously. Now, yeah, do you want to go get Kale McCarr? You'd probably make room for Kale McCarr if you, you get think? Him. Yeah. <laughs> but in realistic terms, what Edmonton needs, uh, and it, they should get it in a big package like Carson Susie, they need some command deep in their own zone. They lose too many battles in front of their own net still. So that's what they're looking for, and that's what the Carson Zussi bring you. Kid from Viking, six foot five, got a year left on his contract at 2.75, so it's not small. 
You'd have to get some salary going the other way to make that deal, Bob. Yeah, you could you can make some things work out. I mean, I, I think what's happened here is he's become more valuable. I, we we were talking about like I looked at Seattle and they there's something that hasn't worked there. And I and I and I will. So here's Mark. You know I have time for analytics, right? You know that. I'm led to believe they went full bore analytics in their approach. And now people say, "Well, Stoffer, you idiot! Grubauer has been no good. That's that's what's undermined the analytics." But you look at New Jersey, a team that's heavy in analytics, they're struggling. Now, conversely, Carolina and Florida, all in on analytics, and they're two of the top teams in the league with goaltenders there that constantly. Well, actually, Bob Rovsky didn't overperform his contract the first two years, but whoever goes and plays goal in Carolina seems to look pretty good. So, I'm looking at Seattle, and I think there was players to pluck out of there. I. Mark, if you prioritize the Oilers' need, okay, they're not getting a goalie. The right goalie isn't available, so they're not yeah. going to get a goalie. And they might even have. <laughs> is it like? Is there a chance that if Koskinen knows that there's confidence in him from the coach, that he can play? He can be decent option. I don't know. Like, can you count on that come playoff? We got a lot of fans that are saying, "Why in the hell isn't Smith? Why, why is uh, Skinner not up here?" And Smith is. And I, we, I know you and me both think Smith's going to get at least a couple more starts to prove it before they go down that path. And people say, "Well, they should have traded for a goalie." And it's not happening. So, since we know the goalie's not happening or unlikely to happen, what's the priority? What's the need for you, Mark? Well, it's like I, it, to me, for sure, it's a defenseman because I think that's an attainable goal. You're not looking for a top-pairing defenseman that makes five, six million bucks. You're looking for a third-pairing guy like a Susie, like a Justin Braun, you know, a guy that's making less money and can fit into your what you're doing here. So that's their top priority. Uh, they won't. They don't have the cap space, Bob, to make two moves, in my opinion. Uh, if they were, I'd look at a guy like uh, Arturi Lekkinen out of Montreal. I think they could use a trusty penalty killing, you know, smart defensive player in their in their top, uh, you know, whether he's third line or fourth line, uh, because I think Josh Archibald is probably. I don't know if they'll be able to move him. Yeah. But I don't know how you can count on having Josh Archibald on your team when he can only play half the games come playoff time. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a completely I, fair perspective. I think we I would replace it, him with a guy. Is what I try to do. I try to replace him with a similar player, maybe a better defensive player than. He is. is Cogliano similar to him with San Jose? Oh, yeah, sure, but, gee, Bob. Archibald's, not, no. Archibald's 28, Cogs is 34, Cogs can still yeah. skate, he's a decent penalty killer, he's not yeah. had a great season in San Jose. No. Uh, yeah, right, and Archibald, Archibald obviously plays with more bite, but you've only got Archibald available for half the games. And, I don't, yeah, I don't want that player. He throws my game off, my team off. I can't, I can't have a team where, where is because Archibald becomes an important player. Like he's a good player. Yeah, I like the player. I, I, I admire him. I would want him on my team. I'd sign him to a contract. But don't give me a good player that I have to take out of my lineup all the well, time. It throws my whole team off, my penalty killing off, everything off. I don't want that player on my team at all. There is another fourth line left wing I'd love to get, but I don't think they're going to get him. And that's Nicholas Deloria of Anaheim. He does kill penalties. He can really fight. Uh, he'd give it, like, and, and, and here's where I'm, like, for me, Cogliano would be a last minute. We struck out. We couldn't do anything else. You know, let's trade a fifth or sixth round draft choice type deal. Like, when you're talking Carson Souza, you're probably going to have to give up a second round pick and a prospect to get him. Now, that's a fair yeah, amount, right? That's because you get him for next year as well. He's got one yeah. more year left in his deal. And when you're the Edmonton Oilers, 
Uh, you know, like I, there's two kinds of players, Bob, and that's one thing we got to talk about with Carson Susie. There's the player that says, "I'd love to play." He's from Viking, Alberta. There's the player that says, "I'd love to play for the Edmonton Oilers, my hometown team, and be around family and all that. This would be great." And then there's the player that says, "The last team in the league I want to play for yeah. is the one in my hometown." Right? Yeah, we've I, known. We've I don't know be- both those players. I don't. I, I don't believe that uh, that would be an issue for Edmonton in Susie's case. I think he'd. Be- well, that's what I got to know. Yeah. I have. To- I know that if I'm Ken Holland, and if I know that I can sign, that he likes it here, I think I can sign him to a further deal, and I got a guy that's going to play for you for a while. He's only 27 years old, and he can play both left or right shot. Mark, yeah. uh, we are there's, you know, so so again, I, I think we both think they're going to find a way to add a, a lefty, like you know, maybe it's a guy like Hag, where Buffalo eats some money. Um, you know, there's a couple other names out there. Hag was the one that used to be in Philadelphia. Uh, Susie's off, and the acquisition costs on some of these guys, like a Hag, we're talking again a fourth or fifth round pick, and they got to eat some cash. Conversely, a Susie, I think you'd have to give up a little bit more to go get. Um, and, and and then I might be inclined to get a fourth line left wing if it was me. Uh, but there, there's cap issues as well. There is oh another, there is another guy in their own organization. And we've got a guy coming up from Puckpedia, Hart Levine, to explain to us why Edmonton might not be able to get at uh, Dylan Holloway. Uh, so that that's something to consider as well. And it has to do with cap issues and rookie bonuses. But you never know. He might be an option. Like, you know, if you'd watched him play Friday night in Bakersfield, you'd say, okay, you can skate, but, you know, no twitch. Well, last night he made a couple pretty nice plays and scored a nice goal. And he does have, you know, six goals and eight points in his last 11 games. So he's certain. Well- Come a bit. Yeah. He's still a ways away, though. I think I think that's why you're going to see Ken Holland probably give away Josh Archibald, right, for future considerations. These days, future considerations basically means it's free. You're taking the cap space, and I lose the player. So I suggest that the cap room for Dylan Holloway probably will come at the expense of Josh Archibald. Is that fair? Well, we'll see. And can you find a taker for Josh uh, Archibald? There you go. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't played all year. So I I'm know. Not sure. You can only basically go to one of two divisions. You can't play in the Pacific, and you can't play in the division that where you're going to run across Toronto in the playoffs. So you're looking at the Metropolitan, and you're looking at the Central. Yep. And it's a tough trade pool right there, Bobby. All right, Spec. Great stuff. Uh, we're going to jump aboard here with Hart in two minutes' time. Uh, we'll speak again on Friday. Maybe we'll have a better idea. You know, the orders will play Detroit and Buffalo, and we'll have even further clarity as to what the plans are. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right, Bobby. 115 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers in the Detroit Red Wings tonight. We're about six days away from the uh, conclusion of the NHL trade deadline. And to talk about Edmonton's cap situation, we welcome back to the show a guy who's all over it, knows the numbers inside and out from Puckpedia. It is Hart Levine. Hart, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's get right to it. We just had a discussion with Spec about uh, the situation with Dylan Holloway. Now, I do not think that Dylan Holloway at this stage is an impending call-up. But he's got uh, 19 games left in the minors uh, this season. Bakersfield does, and the Oilers have 23 games left. How challenging would it be in Edmonton's current incarnation to get Holloway up in the regular season? 
Yeah, so one of the um, challenges or wrinkles with uh, LTIR, which the Oilers use, is it um, the performance bonuses count a little differently than, than a non-LTIR team. So when the Oilers set their LTIR pool when the season started, basically um, whoever had performance bonuses um, on that opening roster, uh, the average of their bonuses in their contract, that goes into a pool. And because Hallway was injured, um, he actually he, he didn't count, even though he was with the team at that point. He didn't kid bonus couldn't count so that was really unfortunate that he got injured at that time so that means that basically only their, their pool is only the guys they had on that opening roster which were McLeod, Broberg and Bouchard that's the only room that they have that means that if they have guys with performance bonuses besides them it's going to count against their actual cap space so that's that's long story short to say if both Broberg and Holloway are on the roster, um, Holloway coming up, he's going to count not just his 925000 of cap hit, but he has an average uh, performance bonuses of 517 a year as well. So Holloway's actually a $1.44 million cap hit if he's called up while Broberg's on the roster at the same time because they would exceed that pool. So, yeah, it's not like a typical minor league call-up, um, Holloway. They can, they're going to need $1.44 million of cap space for him, and as of today, you know, they only have 590,000 of cap space. So um, just add that to some of the, you know, another another explanation to show that they're really tight and everything is kind of dollar in, dollar out, even calling guys up. So if they made a trade uh, for defensemen and got a team to eat half the salary, let's just uh, put a hypothetical Robert Haig. I think he's a $1.6 million cap, but they got Buffalo to eat eight. So that would be at 800, and then they put Broberg back down to the minors. Would it be easier at that stage to call up Holloway because you wouldn't have Broberg's uh, uh, bonus in place? Yeah, if you didn't have Broberg on the roster, then Holloway's just a regular um, cap hit um, when he when he's called up of nine twenty five. Okay. So it's it, it's by having Broberg and his bonuses on there, um, it makes Holloway hit, hit, it makes Holloway's bonuses count as well, and it moves Holloway from a nine twenty five to a one point four four million dollar call up. And when and also like. It's also the case with Nima Linen. When he's been on the roster at the same time as Broberg, there's an, uh, Nima Linen's counting an extra 105000 for his bonuses as well. So that's, again, the challenge when you're in LTIR. Like a non-LTIR team doesn't worry about this. Performance bonuses don't impact the team during the season whatsoever. They don't have to have room for it. But an LTIR team, as the Oilers are, you've got you've to gotta factor this in, and it makes guys that weren't on the roster to start the year harder to call up. All right. Uh, Evan Bouchard, you mentioned him. He's got 31 points in. 58 games this year. I, I believe there's a 200,000 plus bonus for 10 goals on an ELC for a defenseman. Uh, the orders could be on the hook here for, uh, did I read correctly, somewhere between four to $600,000 in bonuses for Bouchard? That would, uh, yeah, so, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, so so Bouchard has A bonuses, and A bonuses are, each each one that you hit are worth 212500 so, um, as you mentioned, for defensemen, um, yeah, one is 10 goals, one's 25 assists. You get one for 40 points. You get one for top four in ice time among defensemen, either per game or overall, uh, top three and plus minus, or .49 points per game um, for defensemen. Wow. So, He's, you know, he's likely to hit those, and each one is two hundred twelve thousand five hundred. So yeah, if he hits, you know, two, there's there's four twenty five, and yeah, you could easily see him hitting three or four of them, right? So so if he hits four, we're looking at like eight hundred thousand bucks in bonuses. 
That's right. Yeah, he's and and again because they're an LTIR team, those will all be a carryover for next year. So this year, Bouchard, yeah, he's eligible for the full 850 of bonuses. So if he hits four bonuses, then that's 850,000 uh, bonus that he'll earn, and it'll all be a cap charge for next season. And now, can they uh, put that over two years? No, that the it's always over the next for the next year. There was just out of the last um, CBA, there was a one-time okay. option where you could split it over two years, but that's gone now. And yeah, so whatever bonuses the Oilers, it's all going to be a cap charge for next year. From Puckpedia, Hart Levine, Hart. Uh, so Cole's notes version for the Oilers fans listening because they're like, why are it? Why isn't Edmonton in on this guy? Why isn't Edmonton on that guy? How much cap space do the Oilers actually have right now, uh, given that they're in LTIR? So as of right now, they have 591000 of cap space. And as an LTIR team, it's there's no prorating or anything. So that means that they can only add 591000 of annual cap hit. But right now, they have 22 active, healthy guys. Um, so, you know, they're going to just... They, they can't do anything without dollars and dollars out. Even a guy like Chris Russell, if he's activated, it's $1.25 million, and um, to, that would come out of their LTIR pool. So just to activate him, they'd have to send one guy down. So right. they're, yeah. I mean, again, unless they want to maybe go with a 20-man roster, which doesn't really seem like, the, you know, the way they get injuries, that would be kind of risky, I would think. So you got to think that they're, yeah, dollar in, dollar out, call-ups, guys, uh, or any kind of trade. There is capped out as a, a team can be at this point. Um, you know, if they, if Pulley Yarvey and Nugent Hopkins are healthy and they demoted two guys, well, you know, let's just say, for argument's sake, they demoted, you know, Lagason at 725. Benson. And, you know, yeah, Benson at 750. Okay, so now you've added maybe 1. You know, 4 million of cap space, but, you know, who's to say there's not going to be other injuries? It seems like they've always had one or two, three guys injured right. at a time. So that, and that's the risk if they go really lean at the deadline and and you know not assume full health and then guys get injured that can be pretty tight with trying to make call-ups and, and field the roster and then definitely in that situation you're not going to get a guy like Holloway up with his um, you know with how much he would count against the cap how many teams are in LTIR right now it's got to be half the league isn't it yep so right now 16 teams are going to finish over the 81 and a half million dollar cap because they are in LTIR right now or they've used LTIR there's another couple teams that have kind of been in and out and um, yeah like Florida's kind of an in and out team Colorado right now they're they used it but they're not in it right now but as we know they could put Landis Cog on it and all of a sudden add seven million um, that they could spend so yeah we're gonna see yeah, over half the league is gonna finish over the cap and and just back to that Bouchard conversation it does not doesn't just impact this year that means you know any of those teams that finish over the cap any bonuses that their players earn those are going to be cap charges for next year and so even though the cap is supposed to go up a million next year you know a, a big chunk of teams are going to have a few hundred thousand if not more of that eaten up i mean look at vancouver if if they keep halak and um you know he's at least 1.25 million of bonuses that's going to be charged to next year so um it makes things tighter for sure all right so because of how many teams are in LTIR because of the uh, the standings in the Eastern Conference. I mean, the, the the four playoff teams in each division are basically set. In my mind, that makes this totally a buyer's market. It's not a seller's market because you got so many teams that are basically cash in, cash out. That's why they got to wait till the last day. Do you agree or disagree? Well, the 
caching cash out for LTIR teams. It really because in LTIR there's no prorating, so it actually doesn't matter. Like the cap, it it doesn't impact how much space they have today or the deadline for an LTIR team. Like for the Oilers, that 590 is today. It'll be the same as on Monday. Okay. Um, so yeah, it'll be really tight for those teams. But where there's a real like advantage and it really makes a big difference are these teams that are under the cap. Um, a team like Boston, for example, they they're projected to have 1.25 million of cap space. That doesn't sound like a lot, but because they're under the cap and you deal with prorating, that means that on Monday Boston could fit a, they could fit 6.25 million in cap hit because with 20% of the year left, it's only going to count 1.25 million. So, but if that if that was like an LTIR team with 1.25 million, it's just worth 1.25 million. Okay. So it really shows you the advantage. So the teams like playoff teams with uh, that are under the cap with cap space, you know, that's Boston, that's Nashville has you know they could literally add. Fifty million of cap hit on Monday, Nashville. They have so much cap space. Yeah, they're, they're, they got ten million dollars in, in uh, yeah. projected cap space. The Rangers have six point four yeah. million. So yeah. that's worth thirty million at the deadline. Um, and even Minnesota, you know, they just added a little bit today, but they still have eleven million that they could add at the deadline. So again, it really shows. And, and so those are teams. I mean, they have lots, but that just shows why some teams wait till the deadline because, you know, on deadline day, there's only 20% of the season left. You only have to have room for 20% of a player's cap hit unless you're in LTIR, which is half the league and obviously a lot of the contenders. So that there's a real advantage. And, you know, you hear about um, Montreal maybe trying to move Shea Weber, right? Well, that's because they're trying to hopefully next year be competitive. And it just shows, like with the Oilers, they've been they've had cleft bombs, LTIR contract. It, it it really limits your flexibility if the guy's you know out and not going to play. Montreal, it's really worth it to them to get rid of that contract and you know if Carey Price is healthy next year, you know not be an LTIR team, be under the cap, and then you just see, you know, again the, the power of uh, being an under the cap team and how much that converts into what you can do at the deadline. Hart, great stuff. How do people follow you at Puckpedia? on Twitter at Puckpedia and go to the website Puckpedia.com and hopefully there'll be lots of action and and trades uh, going up on Monday. We're going to follow up next week with you. Thanks for the time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Hart Levine. He is joining us out of uh, SoCal here on Oilers Now. He is an Edmontonian. 129 in Edmonton. Uh, We'll catch up with a little bit of our our business uh, in the final half hour. We've got Mickey Redmond coming up, longtime Red Wings analyst, former 50 goal scorer in the NHL after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.